This call is now being recorded. Okay, so this interview, I just want to get into it. Um, you were handed a 241-year sentence for basically attempted robbery. Um, can you tell me the status of what's going on with your case right now? Uh, well, the status going on right now is that uh, they got a, a clemency petition before the governor of Missouri. And uh, in that side of that petition, they have 103, uh, I mean, 106 signatures from state representatives requesting that I be out. They got a letter, uh, he got a letter in there from Judge Evelyn Baker, a four-page letter saying that she uh, want my sentence to be ran current and that she want me out. And one of the victims wrote a letter of support, and two of them said they wouldn't oppose me getting out. And my lawyers wrote the other three victims, they never answered, so... We got victim support and the judge support too. And we got a hundred state representatives signed on saying I should be out too. Okay, and this is the very same judge uh Baker that sentenced you um throughout this whole time, right? Evelyn yeah, Baker? Came, yeah, she came to visit me like four months ago and we had a two hour uh meeting and a video on of that on YouTube. How is it that you came to get her back on your side when she was the one who, you know, did such a hard harsh sentence for you? Well, uh, when the case uh, hit the media and the media um, was trying to contact her and they did finally catch her and then they told her, you know, like what, what I was filing in the court and what was going on. And she said that she didn't know that I was doing all those positive things and now she regret uh, getting me out. So she called my lawyers. And then she got in touch with my lawyers and said she wanted to get out. So she made contact. She reached out to us. Okay. And can you tell, you know, can you let me know, like, what are some of the things, like, when you say that she wanted to help because you were doing positive things, like, what are some of the things that, that you've done and, and how did you get on the journey, you know, to, to doing these positive things? Uh, when, I, when I first came to prison, I decided uh, to change my life because, you know, it just, it wasn't nothing along the path I was on led to a dead end. And mm -hmm. I was tired of living that so, um, I started reading a lot of books. That's how my journey first began. And as I kept reading over and over again, I started uh, looking to my own self and I wrote my own books. Uh, five of those books are published on, uh, right now, five of those books are published on Amazon.com. And once I started reading, I had to find my purpose, and then I, that led me to going to college, and college changed my life, too. So I got an associate's degree of science from Adams State University, and I'm working on, I got 10 classes left to get my bachelor's in social, social work. And I know that, you know, from the reports that I read, you know, you were handed down, you know, such a, a long sentence because, you know, of the background, you know, where the judge stated that you had done a lot of different things as a child. Um, do you feel as though you have definitely, you know, changed and, um, you know, you can contribute? Yeah, I have changed. Uh, I was, uh, I got in a little trouble as a child, but I was only, uh, only, uh, I had, had a lot of juvenile petty offenses. I had never did nothing serious mm -hmm. as a child to warn me, uh, being certified, I mean, to warn me coming to prison, so. Um, her her main thing is what it wasn't really my childhood. It was that I didn't take responsibility. She felt like I didn't plead guilty, and the evidence was overwhelming. So that's why she maybe gave me the time because she felt like I didn't take responsibility for my crime. And isn't it true that 
the person that was with you um, attempted to rape the young lady? Um, you no, know that no, this. He, no, she she felt he was going to do that, but that wasn't going okay. to happen. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I thought because she didn't know because he was when he was looking for money, he was patting her in places that she didn't feel okay. appropriate. Okay. So there was never an attempt. Okay. Uh, no, she she was afraid that that was gonna happen. She felt that I shot that, but that mm-hmm. wasn't part of part of the plan. Okay, and um, I know that it seems like your sentence was longer than the person that you were with. Oh yeah, I went to trial in Mr. Uh, Hudson. Yeah, I went to trial in uh, January of '97. In February of '97, I was given 241 years. He played guilty in like May of '97, and she got him 30 years. He was due to get out. He was due to get out. Now he was getting. This call is from a correctional facility and may be monitored and recorded. As you know, he died two years. One one second, one second, Bobby. Say the last part because that recording from the jail came on. Okay, so just just shorten it up. Yeah, go ahead. He was given 30 years in May of '97. He was due to get out this year, but he died two years ago inside prison. At the age of forty, he died. So, and how do you feel knowing that there's people who have actually shot people, you know, like realistically shot people, and have done much worse, um, and they have gotten a lighter sentence? I mean, how do you feel about that? Um, I just handle it in stride because I can't sit around and be bitter. But I had many cellies who had murders who came out there. I left. I mean, after I came to prison. Mm-hmm. They left before now. They left years ago. I had cellies that came. I thought came. They had murder and they left years ago before I did. So I don't sit around and be bitter about that. I just keep yeah. keep trying to do better with my life. Can you tell me the toll that this has taken on you or on your family? Uh, well, you know, of course, my mother died, my brother died, my little brother died, my father died, uh, so many friends that I can't keep count of. Mm-hmm. Um, it took it takes a strong toll on my family. I haven't been since I was sixteen or forty one now, so it takes a great toll on us, but I ain't have I got no choice but to wake up and keep going every day. And um do you have any like if I can ask, you know, do you have any concerns about the growing numbers of the COVID that's going around, especially in confined spaces like where you're at? Uh, unfortunately it haven't hit it haven't um uh, got to this prison yeah, it's a blessing and a curse because the blessing is uh out of twenty two prisons in Missouri, this is the only prison they haven't um hit yet. But the curse is that it could come and my fellow prisoners and other prisons suffer from it. So thus far we've been safe at this prison but people have been down all across the country so we don't know. These environments, the way prison built is not built to be social distance. These places are meant to house as many bodies as they can in the closest space that they can. So It'll be dangerous if it hits her, but so far it hasn't. And um, can you let me know, like, as far as your legal representation right now, um, who are some of the people that are working on your path, you know, to see that you can uh, be released? Uh, well, you have the ACLU uh St. Louis and ACLU in Kansas City. Then you have a law firm called Postanelli, and uh, my attorney for her is uh, Kathy Hardy. They're doing the best that they can. And Jennifer Ng, those are my two attorneys from uh, Post Lonnie, and they're doing the pro bono. They're doing the best job they can. And okay, they're and they're doing a good job? Yeah, Missouri have 
uh, closed the door and made it to where I can't uh, file another appeal, you know. So that's the only thing they can do is uh, clemency right now. Okay, so you're saying that they've made it to where you can't file? No, I can't. They denied everything that was filed. They said that okay. uh, the, the consecutive sentences, they said that 241 years don't equal life without. So mm-hmm. due, to te- due to a work technicality, basically, I'm stuck in prison until I die, basically. And do you feel as though the judge that sentenced you, that being now that she's in your corner, do you feel like that's going to help you um, be well, released? It always be helpful. Uh, I think if I was in any, any other state, it's reasonable that she said that if she had access to what she the scientific knowledge now, I'd be out any other state, I'd have probably be home by now because all those other mm-hmm. states have reached out to state juveniles. Unfortunately, and, Missouri. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, unfortunately, Missouri not following the U.S. Supreme Court uh, cases in Brown versus Florida, Miller versus Alabama, and Montgomery versus Louisiana. Missouri is disregarding those rulings, so as long as they keep disregarding, I'm stuck here. And your case has reached um, all the way up to the Missouri, like the Supreme Court, right? Yeah, and they denied it without without a thing. Okay, so are you do you think that they're going to try to? you know, appeal to the Supreme Court again? No, not right now because we have to wait. We have to wait until they change it, the law. Until then, we, we can't file mm-hmm. again. Once you okay. file, once you can't file again. So if people on the outside want to go about helping you, how can they reach you to do so? Okay, they can reach me through jpay.com, email, or they can write me directly at Jefferson City Correctional Center, uh, Bobby Bostick. Or some of the words they can reach out to me through jpay.com, email, or they can just write me directly through uh, jpay.com, and they can send uh, letters to Mike Parsons telling him to grant me clemency. And have you had any celebrities reach out? I know because they tend to have, you know, a way of um, using their star power to help people, you know, get out in situations like this and even some that are much worse. Have you had anyone um, come to, you know, to come to reach out to you yet? With celebrity status? No, nah, Ken Starr, he filed some, he wrote a letter of, on my, he wrote a letter of support, him and uh, Sally H, that was it. But nobody else was to him. Okay. Well, I thank you for your time, and we are definitely going to let people know about what's going on with you. Um, and then we're also going to, you know, list the information to where they can reach out and, and do the petitions and do the things that they need to do. And um, if you get any more information, um, if something changes with your case, please reach out and let us know, and we will definitely cover this further. Um, But in the meantime, we are going to, you know, put this out. You know, this was an audio interview that was done, and we are going to put this out to our audience and, um, you know, let them know what's going on because this is a lot, um, you know, not that it wasn't a bad thing that was done, but this is your appear to be a changed person and you know you are contributing and you know we're going to do what we can do to get the word out 